something as awful as fluoroquinolone toxicity and like it really is it's it's awful it's horrifying like wouldn't wish it on on my worst enemy this negative experience that you know i, I could let become a negative experience or a negative chapter or a negative force in my story how can i make it positive and the more time we can spend getting better and giving information and sharing and supporting one another i think is you know it's it's invaluable it's priceless Inspiring stories of hope through healing. This is the Floxy Hope Podcast. Jason here from Floxy Hope. I'd like to welcome you all to the Floxy Hope Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be speaking to Lisa Bloomquist, the original founder of Floxy Hope. I'm going to get some of her story on the, the story of Floxy Hope, why she started it and why she's transitioning out of Floxy Hope. And I'm going to continue the, the mission that she started, which is to help as many Floxies by giving you hope through recovery stories. And in this episode, we're going to go into detail on the transition, Floxy Hope history, and so much more. I'm really excited about the new features on Floxy Hope. I've, I've given it a little facelift, and also I've added some really cool new features to, to give back to the community. And, and one of those features is group therapy. I'm really excited about this. I feel like that'll be a huge part of the healing process for many is just to talk about um, the, the things that we, we all share. And also I've added doctor referrals and a new blog section. So I'm hoping you all really resonate with those changes. So listen to this conversation between Lisa and I, and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Foxy friends. Um, most of you know me. My name is Lisa Bloomquist, and I've got Jason Sousa here. As I'm departing, I'm doing my first video interview, and um, the interview is with my successor, Jason, who's going to be taking over Floxy Hope. I think that many of you are aware of that, and uh, wanted to introduce him and uh, um, get his story and talk to him about why he wants to take over Floxy Hope and um, all of those things. So thanks so much for joining, Jason, and um, you know, want to give a little bit of a, an elevator speech of who you are? Yeah, first I'd like to just thank you for taking the time to um, just facilitate this conversation with me and this transition um, between yourself and, and myself and Floxy Hope, and then also all the viewers and the listeners taking the time just to spend this, um, this moment with us both and just try to um, really hear my story and, and, and the reason why you're transitioning Floxy Hope to, um, to me. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to, um, to take the reins, so to speak. Yeah, and, and I'm really excited for, for you to take the reins. You know, um, I've, I've seen you do a lot of advocacy work. I've seen that um, the Facebook group that you started that has now, what, about 1,300 members? Yeah. And, um, and really that it's focused on recovery and it's focused on healing. And, um, you know, I've, I've seen you do things that have kind of been on my like to-do list for a while. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, Jason's actually actually doing a lot of those things. And I really appreciate that. So, um, you know, I wanted to hand over Floxy Hope to someone who had been floxed. So, and I know that, that you want to, um, you know, share your story maybe in bits and pieces or, or um, you know, that, that people will get to know you and get to know your story. But can you give like a little bit of a Reader's Digest version of, of your fluoroquinolone toxicity journey? Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I go 
back to December 2013, January 2014. So it's been it's been a long time. <laughs> I've learned a lot, and I always like to uh, cling to this uh, mantra of mine. I, I I've grown through. Uh, so you grow through what you go through, and seven years of going through this, I've definitely you know grown a lot. And um, a doctor had given me antibiotic after antibiotic, um, like so many have have been through. And you know he he was you know, I don't blame him, but you know he he could have done the work, you know. But this um, this situation that I'm going through, um, I, I've I'm actually you know definitely okay with it. And that was always my mindset of, of how can I turn this negative experience that, you know, I, I could let become a negative experience or a negative chapter or a negative force in my story. How can I make it positive? And I've always kind of marched to that beat. And, you know, the last seven years, I've, I've tried everything. Like I, I've gone down every path and I've looked down, you know, every, um, every book I could find, read every page of every book, of every study. Um, I spent a lot of money <laughs> be be a lot um a lot different if i didn't have to spend all the money that i've spent I'm not saying that's a bad thing but i've exhausted you know every avenue to say that to say the least but uh, i've learned a lot and that's the most valuable thing and and even more valuable is the connections and relationships that i've, I've had through through this um through this event this this chapter in my life and, and that's the most important thing is the connections and friendships and you know, just the conversations, you know, I, I have these conversations, these meaningful conversations with people that have meant so much to me and, and made me more human and, and more uh, emotionally connected to my fellow um, man and, and woman. And it's, it's been such an enlightening moment for me um, being in my mid thirties and going through this, in my late twenties to early thirties that, you know, I would never have thought I would gain all of these like life tools and life skills, you know, so, so, so early on in life, these are a lot of things that people learn later on in life, you know, as they build relationships and, and go through hardships with family members dying and, you know, all these hard things that people deal with. I've had to deal with this at a younger age. So it's, it's made me more humble. And, and that's one of the greatest gifts I could really ever ask for. And um, going through this has been hard, but it's been easy too. Yeah, it's it's really crazy, like that that something is awful as fluoroquinolone toxicity, and like it really is. It's it's awful. It's horrifying. Like, wouldn't wish it on on my worst enemy. But like, there's there's some good that can come of it. Like, there was a lot of good that came of it for me personally. And like, I'm not saying it was worth it. I'm not saying like you know go out and get floxed so you can join this. Like, of course, I'm not saying that. Like, that's just like a ridiculous thing thing to say. Yeah. Um, but, but still, like, I've formed relationships and I've developed a a community, um, yeah. and and joined a community of people who who have also been through this. And, um, yeah. you know, I'm really I'm I'm sad to be leaving the the community. Um, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm really sad. Like this is a really kind of bittersweet transition. Um, you know, people have been so kind though. And they've said that, that the fact that I'm leaving, that I'm handing over Foxy Hope is it's hopeful to them because it shows yeah. that I'm just like leaving this chapter of my life behind me. And, yeah. um, and, and, and they're, and they're right, you know, uh, um, Oh my goodness. I'm getting like kind of, kind of teary. Yeah. Like, like there are all these like kind of bizarre 
life lessons that like you yeah. don't expect to learn and that like you only learn through um through through some hardship mm -hmm. and uh you know one of those life lessons that i learned is is that um you know you need to bring some passion to the activism and mm -hmm. i had that passion for so many years and like you could see it you could see it in the things that I wrote but if you look back on on about the last year's worth of stuff that I wrote you could see that I've lost that passion and mm -hmm. you know just being able to hand it over to you Jason um hand over Floxy Hope to you so that you can you know, start imparting the lessons that you learned um I I'm I'm really I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to do with the site. I think it'll, I think it'll be great. And I think, um, you know, it'll, it's, it's, it's exciting. Change is hard. It's going to be hard for me to let go, <laughs> but, um, but, but I think that, that you'll do a really excellent job at helping people through this. Like your, your process and your journey is different from mine. You know, mm -hmm. like I used, we both had tons of supplements. Um, we both, we, yeah. we both, um, had some time on our side, um, both kind of figured out the, the attitude ups and downs, but, um, but your journey had more, um, medical intervention than I did mm -hmm. for, for example. And, um, you did things like, um, like IV treatments and whatnot, right? Yeah. I mean, I've. I've done everything from laying on magnets to ozone therapy to hyperbaric chambers, you know, and, and like IV therapy, stem cells, exosomes, you know, I, I, I don't know if there's a medical treatment I haven't tried. I mean, besides, you know, getting stung by killer bees or something to try to heal my immune system. I, you know, I've done it all. And um, in hindsight, it, it is in reality, it was really just getting the right information and the right treatment at the right time. That was the most important thing. And if I would have had that sooner, or at least somebody to guide me um, early on, I, I, I feel like I would have gotten better faster. Um, and, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get people as much information and as much help as I can possibly give so that they don't have to spend seven years like like I, I'm, I'm currently doing, going through this and that's my mission is just to help, you know, is just to give people that guidance. Yeah. You know, when, when I first got floxed and you got floxed just a couple of years after me, like we've been both been going through this for a long time. And mm -hmm. I remember there just wasn't very much information for a long time. And there weren't, there weren't very many people who were offering to help. Um, and, and it was just kind of like a, hey, good luck, free for all, you know, like, you know, hope you find some information and I hope it helps. And, um, you know, I, it's really nice that there are people now who are guiding people through this process. And yeah. um, that was certainly, that was certainly what I was trying, trying to do. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was just trying to give people hope, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, I, I was kind of a reluctant guide in a lot of ways. I'm like, I don't know, like, here's what helped me, you know, <laughs> but, um, but, but I think that, um, a lot, a lot more information has been gathered and frankly, like your willingness to, 
be a bit of a guinea pig and to share your lessons with others that you've yeah. after you've gone through so much I think I think it'll it'll really help and um, and now there are these resources you know people like people like you people like um, all the people who share have shared their stories on Floxy Hope you know there's information mm -hmm. there's information out there that wasn't out there um, in 2011 or 2012 or 2013, you know, mm -hmm. like when, when you and I first started this, this journey. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's been, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of the lessons that you're going to be sharing with people and helping people through. I tell everyone that reaches out to me, uh, the first thing I say is I'm so sorry to hear that you're going through what you're going through, but you have to really listen to this speech and it's a good time to be a floxy because you have so much information you have doctors working on it you have all like geneticists like you have all these people that are working towards figuring this out and it's pretty much been figured out um and and that and i know it's hard for people to hear that that they, they feel like let down by the medical society and they feel um like all of their you know, rights have been violated. Like they just don't know why it's happened to them. Um, you know, their right to be a healthy human being has been taken away from them because of a prescription. And I get that like a $30 prescription shouldn't cost you like everything you have. Like my $35 prescription shouldn't have made me like pull our wedding fund so that I could pay for all these treatments and have to like wait a year to get married and put my wife through that. And, you know, like no one should have to go through that. And like my mission's always been to just really give people as much information, as much help so they can get better quicker. So they're not having to like, you know, spend all of their kids' college funds and take time away from their family because they can't get out of bed for three, six, nine months, um, you know, isolate themselves and be depressed. Like all that stuff shouldn't happen. Um, the least amount of time we, we can spend doing that. And the more time we can spend getting better and giving information and sharing and supporting one another, I think is, you know, it's, it's invaluable. It's priceless. Awesome. Awesome. Like that's really um, fabulous that you um, are just imparting the knowledge that you, that you have um, giving it to, giving it to other people. So, um, so very cool. So in talking about the doctors, I do want to um, address some things that, um, some concerns that people have brought up and and um, clear the air and let you talk about um, well what your relationship is with Dr. Galili. But kind of first off, like Dr. Galili um, treated you, right? Like he he was he was a big a big part of your journey. Yeah, yeah, he's um he was a huge part of my journey. A little bit about my backstory about medical treatments. So my first big medical treatment was a stem cell procedure um, in Mexico at Geostar like six years ago or five years ago. Um, like some hip issues helped me a little bit. And then I came back to Boston and I went back to Oregon to see Payson Flattery. He's a doctor in Oregon, had exosomes, finally fixed my hip and my knees. Flew back home, got worse again, relapsed. And this clinic in Mexico called StemAid was fixing, like, quote, fixing people that were, you know, damaged by fluoroquinolones. I, you know, I bought, I bought the, the brochure, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the title, we healed 100%. Like, okay, talk to three people that I find out later were kind of like not really healed. And they were just giving anecdotal reviews that were flawed. 
flew down there, got worse, put me in a wheelchair, came home. That's when I hit rock bottom. All we had left was our wedding fund. And I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to go call Dr. Glealy. I looked at the reviews. I reached out to patients, a lot of patients. And I'm like, whatever, I'm going to do it. Flew to Los Angeles. Emily had pushed me in a wheelchair, all of our bags, like indebted to that woman for life. <laughs> and she, uh, she helped me. I get there, you know, for some reason, my mind got on board. I just knew that this this was going to help me. I, I was just ready to heal, ready to change. First meeting with him, sit in his office, three hours go by, you know, we're talking about my situation, watching his videos with, with, his, with his mother filming him crawling upstairs, watching my videos of me doing the same thing. You know, we, like we spent that time, like just really looking at, like we had the same story. Um, and I felt that. And I was like, this, this guy went through what I'm going through and it meant so much to me. And we like, we, we all kind of cried because we like, I was crying because I was like, so like had so much endearment for the fact that he shared this. And I went through the process, went through the program, gave me all these supplements, went home. I'm like, Oh my God, I was overwhelmed. Like I just went through this procedure. I started getting out of the wheelchair, had all these supplements. I was like, Oh my God, I was so lost. And I started to heal. I started to feel better. And I started to just really like the, the Facebook group was my journey going through that. That was the, the principal mission was like, Hey, let, let me, let me start my own group. Let me show everybody like this process, what I'm going through. And I started to get better. And then other people started to go there and they started to get better. And then other people started following the group and sharing their support around it. And um, yeah, I, I definitely owe Dr. Galili a lot. You know, I, I told him when I was in that office with Emily that, my goal was to walk down the aisle to Emily at our wedding. And I was in a wheelchair. She was behind me and I, I, I made, he helped me make that happen. So I, hopefully that doesn't land on deaf ears. Like that, that's huge. Like if you have something that you want to get to in life and you're coming from a wheelchair and you want to get to that and you'll do whatever it takes and you have somebody that can help you, you know, obviously it costs me money to go through the procedure. I don't expect him to, you know, do what he does, you know, insurance didn't pay for it. I just, I went for it. We used our wedding fund and it happened. And I walked to Emily down the aisle and I think like, I owe everything to that guy. Like he's awesome. And since then, like I've been able to like reach out to him and other doctors. I've been collaborating with other doctors um, at Baja, which is like this alliance that basically has all these doctors that are working on this together and we're coordinating and giving each other advice and helping practitioners try to figure out how to, heal this faster. And that's always been my mission is to just help people. And yeah, it's, it's been a journey for sure. And, and so, you know, I, I've tended to recommend things that have helped me and, you know, it's just kind of the natural thing to do. And so, and, and you recommend, um, like you tell people your, your journey and that Dr. Galili, you know, helped you, got you to the point got you from a wheelchair to where you, where you are now, which is certainly not, not in a wheelchair, you know, and, um, and, and I think that, you know, of course you're going to speak highly, highly of him, but, um, but just kind of to clear the, to clear the air, is there any sort of like financial relationship between you two other than the fact that you paid a whole lot of money to get the treatment? Yeah. You know, people, it, it really, it, it, you know, it's hard for me to, to really read messages from people that 
you know, try to like tear me down a little bit. I'm not going to blame anybody like for, for whatever motives they had to, to reach out and, you know, send me a message that they didn't really think would, would, would hurt my feelings, but, but it did, but no, there like, there's never been. And, you know, people reach out to me all the time and they say, should I go to this doctor or should I do this? And I'm like, listen, it's a huge financial decision and you need to be emotionally okay with whatever that decision is and whatever doctor is doing that procedure. You know, I've always told people like you have to have a gut feeling with whoever's um, treating you. You know, my most famous Facebook message is, should I go see Hanson or Dr. Glulie? Like I, I could just scroll through and it's, you know, I, 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 it's great that people, you know, really appreciate, appreciate or, or respect my, my, uh, my conversations about around that. But I've always said to anyone, like, you need to decide if it's okay. But, you know, I've, I've never had a financial connection um, to Dr. Glulie. It's always just been my personal, like my feelings around like the treatment. And I, I've documented my process at STEM aid on the other groups. And, you know, I've, I've been very open with what I've been doing. Um, I've just started to video and do more because I, I knew that there was a void in, in like documenting stories and video is such an emotional connection for people because they feel like they know you because you're face to face, you're, you know, everyone loves YouTube videos nowadays. So I documented everything in my, my journey and I was hoping that it would help, but somewhere along the line, um, you know, it got misconstrued, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for clearing that up. And, you know, um, so, so you are, um, you are a health coach, though, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right. And, um, and so, and so you're offering some health coaching services. I don't want you to go into it necessarily right, right now, but, you know, also just want to be open and, and clear about that, that, you know, you, you are, um, you, you've gone through some coursework on, on health coaching and you are offering some health coaching services and, mm-hmm. um, and, and those services, you know, you, you expect people to pay you for your, for your, for your time. Like this isn't, um, that, 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 that's, that's, you know, kind of high level summary. Do you want to go into like some details no, about things? Yeah, totally fine. So the reason why I became a health coach was because, I noticed that there was a huge demand for some sort of like guidance or roadmap because there's so many Facebook posts of, should I take vitamin C? Should I take my OQ or CoQ10? Should I do this? Uh, my chiropractor wants me to do this. Should I get p- physical therapy? Um, there, there's always the, how should I handle this posts? Um, and there's a lot of gray area and, and a lot of, misinformation and over seven years of me scrolling through Facebook, I've noticed a lot of that. And now that we have doctors working on it and and treating people, that's great because you have a treatment protocol that you can do that will obviously get you better because these doctors are devoting all their practice, if not a part, a portion of their practice and collaborating with other doctors to help people like in a, in a, in a way that they can give you some sort of treatment protocol to get you better. That's awesome. Here's the only problem with, with um, 
treatment protocols and, and this issue is because it affects your life, you know, before, during, and, and sometimes after. So if you get a treatment, some people do really well and don't need any guidance. But if you get a treatment and you have to change your diet, you have to change your lifestyle, you don't know how to manage stress well, you've really never taken supplements your entire life and, and the doctor gives you like 10 to 20 supplements that you don't know what they do, when to take them, how to take them. Um, that's where I came in and that's kind of where I, I wanted to help people. I, I wanted to give them a roadmap and I wanted to be their support system and their change agent to be like, hey, stress is bad for the mitochondria. There's tons of studies on it. Let's figure out how to manage stress or these supplements need to be taken because of this fact and they do this. And just understanding so people can grasp why they're investing their time, money, um, effort into doing a treatment or, or trying to change their health. Like that's where I wanted to, to help. And there was really a big, a big need for that. I noticed, and I, and I've been through this and I don't want people to spend a bunch of money on supplements and I don't want people to waste time going Facebook group to Facebook group asking, should I take this or should I do this? Fluoroquinolone poisoning does, you know, toxicity, whatever you want to call it, it is fairly simple. If, if you know what to look for and, and you know, your personal genetics and you change a few things, you can really get better really quick. So that's, that's kind of- awesome. And, and I mean, I'm, I, I'm um, really glad that you're making yourself available to help people through this. Um, you know, I, I, um, yeah, I think that that's, that that's great. It's, you know, helping people through this and guiding people through this, like has been, something that was really like my mission and my passion for for a long time but like I never kind of took that that additional step of making of of being very methodical about it because I'm just not a methodical person um just not and um and I appreciate though that you that you are the type of person who you know like really evaluated okay well this 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 worked and this is why and this didn't work and that's and 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 this is why and um and and that you uh you know are going to help people people through that so yeah. um so very cool so you mentioned um to kind of switch topics a little bit but you mentioned faha uh what is what is faha can you just say a little bit more about that yeah so Imagine a bunch of doctors, really smart doctors, and a few, a few patients that have been through the, the ringer like myself. If you could collaborate with doctors and give them what you've gone through and, and, and your experience so that they can understand how to better serve the patient population. So instead of guessing, you could just have some patients and what they've been through and then we can all collaborate and decide what is a good treatment protocol like what's the best outcome how can we diagnose this faster how can we look for symptoms how can we tell other doctors how to look for symptoms my, my mission's always been to help people and if i can find doctors that are willing to help people and i can find doctors willing to help one another that's like a, a win all the way around and, you know, I have no financial incentive to any of these doctors. I, I'm just trying to facilitate some sort of dialogue and, and give them my, my advice, which is unbelievable that these doctors even respect my opinion or my advice to, so that they can help people get better quicker. 
that, that's really that's really so, the goal. So so just like the gist of it, like like it's a group. It's it's like a doctor's group, a doctor's mm -hmm. and patients group that are focusing on fluoroquinolone toxicity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Very very nice. And um, you know, kind of cycling back a little bit. I just want to assure people that um that the things that are on Foxy Hope now, um, you know, the website is going to remain free. There's not going to be any sort of paywalls or any or anything thing along those lines. Um and you know the podcast will still be out there. Um, all this information will still will still be will still be out there. Um, and now you know, just kind of in addition to that, you'll have people who like Jason who can coach you through a lot of this information because you know, kind of like, like like we were saying, there wasn't very much information when we first started. There weren't very many. Um, there certainly weren't doctors who were experts in in this, um, and and there were just a handful of patients and advocates that, that were. Um, yeah. But now there's almost like too much information. So it's, much. it's good. It's too good much. to have someone, you know, just hold, hold hand, hold your hand and kind of guide you through the information. Um, yeah. And that's one of the things that Jason is going to is, is doing and is going to continue to do and continue to reach people through Floxy Hope. So yeah. So, um, you know, I think we've been talking for a little while. I don't want to make this too long. I think that that um, people, you'll you'll share all sorts of information, and people will get to know you um, as okay. your man as your managing, owning, administering everything. Um, Foxy Hope as you're putting information out there, um, and you know, it takes a while to get to know someone. Not going to try and squeeze it all into this interview, but uh, is there anything else that you want to? say for right now yeah like i wanted to address like my my main mission for floxy hope 2.0 I, I really wanted yeah. to make more of the same and then bring in some other stuff like video and, and more podcasts so it would still be recovery stories it'll still be connecting people and creating a, a place of of hope and support through hopeful stories and then I, I really wanted to extrapolate more on the podcast side. So bring more doctors in, bring more geneticists, bring more people working on it, um, bring bring people on the podcast that are going through recovery, haven't quite recovered, but what are they doing? How are they doing? What have they found useful? So that other people can, re it's relatable, right? People that are all going through this. Um, and then the video part of it. So just adding some of my personal videos on, on things that are helping or what to look for, what to ask your doctor for, what, you know, what things help, you know, that's really, really what I wanted to do is just add more value for people to have this, this hub to go to and have all this information. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to all of that. Like that sounds, that sounds amazing. That sounds awesome. Um, I, I, yeah, looking forward to seeing it and um, 
listening to the podcast as you're putting out more podcasts and videos and yeah. all of those good things. And you know, for people who are listening, if you have a recovery story that you'd like to share, um, I think that Jason will give more options for sharing your recovery story. You know, um, if, if you feel more comfortable doing a video interview for sharing your story, if you feel more comfortable sharing your story on, on the podcast, if you want to write it up, I'm sure that he'll still accept people writing up stories as well so um yeah i i'm really looking forward to um seeing what you do with floxy hope 2.0 and kind of like i was saying earlier it's a bit bittersweet you know I'm, I'm going to i'm going to miss the community i'm going to miss miss the the people and the work even you know it's advocacy work is really rewarding work mm -hmm. and um i'm really happy that uh that you are going to get the reward that comes with doing with doing this work, Jason. So, yeah, yeah. Love, yeah. So, thank you, that. thank you for for um, you know taking the reins and continuing well, the for, torch of it. Like, I, I certainly didn't want it to just die because I got lazy. So. Yeah, I was so flattered when you had reached out and wanted me to start collaborating and then have me, um, you know, take the reins, so to speak. I was. I was like, wow, <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's big shoes to fill, but we're going to try. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Like I said, I, I recognized that, you know, you were sharing your journey and that you were, um, you know, offering to share that you were sharing your, your journey and sharing your knowledge and offering to help people and um, forming community. You know, yeah. the, about 1,300 members in the, um, in, in the group, that, the, in the Facebook group that you started. Yeah. But just, just being able to form that community is huge. Yeah, I've, so. been, I've been just trying to give a place of hope and positivity and good information and support. And yeah, that was always my goal. And um, I, this place, this, this thing that we all share can be a very dark place. And I wanted to give people some light in all of that. And, you know, I, okay. I definitely, I definitely could have chose a different path and, and moved on. Um, but I feel so connected and almost indebted to every Floxy to, to help them and, and be there for them and be a support system and have a place where they can come and, and see other people and meet other people that are going through what they're going through. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.